Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Tuesday, February 22nd, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending February 18th, 2022. Last week, Ford Motor said they were looking at for ways to separate its EV business from its internal combustion engine business. The business model will be similar to Rivian and Tesla EV production models. Although it's a possibility, there are no plans in the works to separate the EV business as of now as it would complicate production. Still, the automaker is committed to its EV production as electric vehicle output increases for its, Mach, its Mustang Mach-E and F-150 Lightning pickup. Also last week, Consumer Portfolio Services posted its fourth quarter earnings and nearly doubled its origination volume, totaling $328 million, or a 96.8% year-over-year increase. Similarly, Upstart posted origination growth totaling about 495,000 auto loans through its 42 bank and credit union partners. Upstart noted, noted in its earnings report that it plans to see rapid acceleration in its auto business this year once supply chain challenges subside. The AI lending platform also doubled its products, engineering, and machine learning over the past year and added seven lenders to its platform. Speaking of earnings, over the last past few weeks, public dealer groups started reporting their fourth quarter earnings. Last week, we did a dealer pulse roundup of sorts uh, to discuss trends that came out in the fourth quarter. Uh, Whitney, what stood out uh, from the dealers in Q4, uh, you know, short of any surprises? Yeah, so last week, AutoNation posted its Q4 earnings, and they had some interesting things to, to say. Um, they were following some of the, tre the trends that we've been seeing throughout the quarter, but on the earnings call, they said that they do continue to make higher and higher products or profits, and excuse me, they don't expect discounts to come back, and they also don't plan to return to pre-pandemic inventory levels. So the dealer group is selling more and more vehicles above MSRP, which has been beneficial from a profitability standpoint for both dealers, of course, and on the OEM side. So that's been interesting. Um, well, AutoNation was on trend with other Q4 earnings, um, including similar results to Asbury Automotive, Group One Automotive, Penske Automotive, and Sonic, which we've been covering, of course, over the past couple of weeks. So similar to those Public dealer groups, they had um, increased sales on the used side, decreased sales on the new side. And then AutoNation also posted increased F&I revenue. Um, that was up 19.5%, um, reaching $353.6 million in the quarter. Um, so that year-over-year -year growth was something that we have been seeing. Um, another theme that we saw in the quarter on the dealer side is creativity when it comes to inventory acquisition on that use side. So of course, inventory is still crunched. Vehicle values are really high. So in order to get inventory on that use side, uh, they're kind of looking to different sourcing pools. So Penske Automotive, for example, is looking um, to their trade-ins. Group One is leveraging its franchise status by moving over its efforts to closed auctions. And then another retailer, BuyRider, is also switching its uh, acquisition, uh, looking to different avenues for acquisition by um, 
looking at cars with minimal cosmetic damage at auction. So staying away from frame damage, but knowing that they can recondition some of those units for sale at lower prices is something that they're looking to. Um, so by looking at different inventory than they normally would, which I use the term normally loosely because what is that anymore? But they've been able to keep costs low and find inventory that's um, remained ultimately kind of untouched by other buyers at auction just because they do have that minimal damage that they're fixing before selling. Um, we're going to have a little bit more on buy writers efforts and other subprime, subprime themes in our upcoming feature, which will be coming at the end of this week. But yeah, that's what we've been seeing on the dealer front um, as those Q4 earnings have come in. Well, you know, um... Uh, a big part of this, the the new and used, uh, you know, inventory and ecosystem is the rental market. And last week we sort of um, started our coverage on what's going on in the rental market and how they're affecting um, the used market, auction values, inventory supply, and things of that nature. We'll, you mentioned, we'll have a deeper dive into that coming in uh, at the end of the week with our March magazine. But basically, what we're seeing uh, the upshot is Avis, for one, um, has resumed getting sourcing some of its new fleet from OEM. So they are getting some of that new in vehicle inventory. And as a reminder, you know, in the before times, uh, rental companies pretty much accounted for 10% of all new vehicle sales as they look to replenish their free fleet. And then, you know, conversely, they would unload their cars maybe every one to two years into the used vehicle market. That all stopped at the beginning of or last year. New car production was way down. It still remains way down. Um, so they were looking to the to the used market to to source inventory, and that was helping keep prices elevated amongst a, a plethora of other um, you know drivers. Now we're seeing rental companies sort of return to the auction market. Now they're not selling the high demand cars one to two two years old three you know, upwards of three years old, they're selling higher mileage, older vehicles. So it's not yet putting down or pushing down some of that pricing pressure on, on the high demand vehicles, but I would say it's a good sign, right? We're, we're seeing somewhat a return to normal, um, which, you know, event is eventually going to be good for the normalization of used vehicle prices. Um, consumer affordability, especially in the subprime space, um, is is a big issue with with used vehicle values. So as as we kind of look forward, we definitely want to be keeping an eye on the rental market. Uh, so we will have a more deeper dive into that come our March issue, um, which goes to press, I believe, Friday and should be available to everybody on the first. Um, that about does it for our episode today. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap. Please rate us on whichever platform you use to listen to the program and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We'll see you online at autofinance.news.net and here next time.